to Brad and Brit. Oh, wings. I'm bringing wings, by the way. And I'm thinking of maybe some pork belly, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely bringing wings, like a lot of wings. Well, wait a minute. There aren't any to get. How are you getting? Uh, well, I know a guy. <laughs> I hate to be. I, I know it a guy. Been, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is the Brad and Brit cast talking about the procurement of chicken wings <laughs> for the Super Bowl, among other important stuff today. We're glad you're with us. I, I got a question here. And, and sure. Uh, I haven't read anything about this. I don't know whether it's a discussion point. I don't know whether I'm out of bounds for for bringing it up. But and it has nothing to do with the fact that you know we've had some problems with uh, older members of the Supreme Court. How should we say hanging on a little bit too long sometimes <laughs> and causing you, you, you know that's caused. But why wouldn't Queen Elizabeth? abdicate the throne yeah and let that near-do-well son of hers with the ears charles become the king and she could be alive to witness it it would be a spectacle it would be a big deal right it would be not instead apparently she's determined to die so yeah. that there can be a funeral which by definition puts a damper on the next person succeeding her her son you know it changes that there okay she's proven the point she she's done that she is older than america's oldest tv show meet the press been 70 years she's been the queen i don't think meet the press has been on for seven it's that long whatever it is what, what am i asking something that doesn't make any sense or is it you can People resign as king or queen for terrible reasons, right? What's his name? Who banged that 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 chick? Uh, that uh, Sarah? Uh, what what was her name? Wallace? Uh, yeah, Wallace, Wallace Simpson? Wallace Simpson? <laughs> so far, I just like to say that we've had the the guy with the ears and the guy that banged the chick. So far, we've had some real specific definitions right. of human beings. You know, he wa he wanted to hang out with the concubine instead and, and instead of being the king. <laughs> so she could she could leave. Probably yeah. that record of seventy years is is not going to be touched. She's the the uh, the the Babe Ruth. Oh, okay, well, his record got beaten. So, okay, take it back. Maybe she needs to keep going to secure a place so that no one can can outdo her in the throne. She's obviously not thinking of that. But but, but what, am I am I often just wondering why she wouldn't do that instead? Over the weekend, and, and as you know, I there's nothing I hate more than talking about royal anything. I don't give a shit about Man, that. Yes. I don't give a shit. But here I am. But but all weekend long. What a great thing she's done. She has conferred some kind of bullshit queen con concubine title onto Horseface. And, and we're supposed to say, what, what a generous, wonderful thing. She Fuck off. Fuck off. Logan Roy, fuck off. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what is that? 
Uh, so it appears that uh, Meet the Press started in 1947, and she sure. ascended to the throne in 1951. That means she's got to do it another what six years to beat maybe, Meet the Press? Yeah, maybe 52. Maybe maybe 52 is when she actually went in. So yeah, she. Thank you for the fact check on that one. Well, Thank I just you. want to make sure. And and, it, it, and doesn't it make yeah. the episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Albert Brooks gets to look at his own funeral? Doesn't that make it that much more intense? Yes. And more, so it if does. she was able to, actually, if they could actually have a funeral where she could see what people are saying about her, wouldn't that be instructive? And maybe she. Would actually step off the damn throne. She would see it, yeah. and she'd be happy and move well, on. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, they'll be saying a lot of nice things about her. I don't think she has to worry about that. It's just I I just don't understand that. I I don't I don't get that. I think but. most people, well, for a, a, a great deal of people in Great Britain, despite what people think here, don't give a shit about the Queen or royalty or the royal family or any of that stuff, and they think it's a big, huge, giant money yeah, suck. The, the, Brit, Brit, what we I know think. that you're 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 sidetracking the, the subject. Okay, uh, a, a little, that's, a that, little no, bit. No, completely. So. But, but that as, means as, we're done. No, we're done with that because you're going in the direction of why did I talk about it? And now you're saying, well, nobody cares about it anyway, which they don't, but they do. And yeah, it's the do. headline. I would, of, you know, I would, I would just say that the people who do care don't want don't want the guy with the ears to be in 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 the guy. They don't want him to be the guy. And they're happy with old ass her being oh, there as opposed oh, to the wait so did I, you oh, may, wait a minute, did I steer it back on track somehow. Brad? No, you did. You did, because what you're now saying is yeah. people are hoping that he dies. Before she does, okay, see, you know, right? I'd get, I'd get there. Just have some patience. I, I, I was right. going to get there. So, so who, who gets the gig? Prince Andrew, the you know the uh, the, the 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 child pornographer Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he is, who gets it? Who gets it? And ultimately, I know what you were thinking the entire time was, you know, Wallace Simpson wasn't even that hot. What was he thinking? It wasn't even really. I don't know why he gave it all up for that. That's um, very misogynist of you. We've been we've been staying on track here perfectly, and you just killed it. Just you nailed it. Just it. destroyed it. Just did all right. Everything. All right. Uh, that's it. Another one bites the dust. Queen gone. See you. Okay. <laughs> You're. Uh, all right. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to talk about this one. And again, the U.S. economy and when those January numbers came out, uh, I know by now that you've seen all of the great uh, video from Fox and Friends. They were just dying to jack off over negative 300,000 jobs. But it turned out almost half a million jobs added during January. They revised December. They revised November. And as it turns out, in the t first 12 months of Joe Biden's term, uh, the U.S. economy added about uh, 7 million jobs, Brad, which is the first time I believe that that's happened. However, the Democrats can't run on that. So it's really not even worth talking about, is it? Well, uh, obviously, it's it's not quite that, but it's it's almost that. And uh, I'll get to the, 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 the foxification stupidity in in a second here. It's by any normal measure a lot more than we would have expected a year ago in terms of how many people have started to go back to work, have taken new jobs, the whole narrative of uh, everyone retiring and uh, the workforce shrinking and, and it's the end of America. And, and God forbid we should have uh, immigration to uh, maybe help. <laughs> and I guess last year was the first year in the history of the United States that uh, the the uh, piddling amount of immigration was responsible for more people than births. It was wow. just some kind of unbelievable. It, it's unbelievable. Um, 
but even with a, a a great rebound in the number of jobs, we're still a couple million below where it was in, in 2019, which is not Joe Biden's fault. He, okay, he didn't get out a calculator and say, oh, we want a lot of, we don't want quite that many. You know, there, there are a lot of differences between now and then. Um, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work to just spout numbers because people don't think of macroeconomic unemployment or job numbers as something that affects their life unless they got a job, in which case, well, they have a job. And Joe Biden didn't give me that job. And whatever happened to, it's not government that creates jobs, it's private business that creates jobs. Well, you always say that when you're the out party and you're criticizing the party that's in, especially if they're doing well in job creation, which, of course, they don't actually create the jobs, but they can create the circumstances for which private business can feel a little bit more confident to hire people. But that's that's why. And, and we all know who's better at messaging and we all know who's better at undermining the, uh, the, the party on the other side, no matter what they do. Uh, it's not what you believe you saw or heard or read. Uh, they're lying and it doesn't mean anything. And what about inflation? And what about the supply chain? And what about, see, you can, what about a macro number that doesn't mean anything to your life to lots of things, which do mean something to your life, which is the price of gas, the price of bread, the price of rent, the price yes. of college sure. and all those things. So that, that is the answer. So uh, I love MSNBC, but no, this is not going to turn around Joe Biden's disapproval numbers in, in a week. Everyone isn't going to just say, well, I didn't know that there were, you know, uh, 7 million jobs created in the last year. If it only would have been 5 million, I would have not liked, I like it. It doesn't work that way. That's my answer. But it is, it is something. I mean, it's not enough. I'm not saying it's it not. Of course something. it's something. Of course it's something. Of course it's just it frustrating because like, if two people got hired at an ice cream shop in fucking El Paso, uh, you know, Sean Handy would light up a cigar and have like uh, naked showgirls dancing around and flapping their tits in his face at 930, right? I mean, that, that's what would happen during the Trump well, administration. But what, what, you, what you said at the beginning is actually the, the foundation for this utter insanity here surrounding what is objectively a a good positive number which is that all morning long on fox and friends leading up to 8 30 which is when economic numbers are released different kinds all of them 8 30 is that magic time every day or fridays first friday in in uh, any month they release the unemployment and job creation numbers so all morning long up until 8 30 the people on Fox were all in on the quote unquote consensus that this was going to be a disaster. Omicron had devastated this economy, which of course is Joe Biden's fault, which means when the numbers come out with a big minus sign, it only was a question of how many hundreds of thousands of jobs will have disappeared, throwing more people into poverty in this country directly due to Joe Biden's policy. What are we going to, and they put the number up in giant, yeah. giant size font on the screen, minus 300,000. This is before 830. This is before the number was known, right? Correct. So the number comes out and it's, it's not only not minus, it's, it's up. Plus. 
it's it's plus what four hundred thousand, five hundred. That was a lot. It was almost five. So they were almost eight hundred thousand off. Right. If you look at okay. it that way. So what what's what's their response? The response is to uh, put up a graphic saying inflation's still running at high of the last forty years in Biden's economy. That's how they do it. That's right. They immediately pivot to you know why aren't you talking about this blah blah, and they, they pretend it didn't happen. Now let me pile on to that with what I noticed late Friday afternoon and then into the evening. And I, I, I posted this Friday night. I, I updated it today. Um, the big story as Friday unrolled was Mike Pence actually uh, developing one third of a testicle on one side of his body and uh, standing in front of what you would think would be a friendly crowd that wasn't going to boo him because they don't boo at the Federalist Society. They just go, fuck you. Here's another shitty judge. That's basically what they do. They don't boo. Right. <laughs> right. So that's that's where uh, Mike Pence reiterated that Donald Trump was wrong and that, no, I, Mike Pence, didn't have the constitutional right to overthrow the election and throw the country into chaos and violate the constitution. And for that, there's a spectrum of response to that from this is the most uh, courageous thing, uh, you know, that you can ever imagine. Greatest story ever told Mike Pence, what a versus big fucking deal. In that speech, you never said that, by the way, Joe Biden won the election and that uh, Donald Trump, not only tried to uh, uh, get you to overthrow the election, he tried to have you killed. He tried to have me killed. Mm -hmm. He left a lot of things off the table. So that side of the uh, response to it is that somehow Mike Pence, in his mind, whatever there is left of it, or if there ever was one to disappear, actually believes he has some kind of political future in this country. But that by not going any further than he did that, that somehow there's there's some wiggle room in there and of course there really isn't and pence had no political future anyway because we have to go back and again this is all blocking and tackling going back to our original precepts anybody that does business with donald trump at any level personal political financial business-wise it always ends in tears just a question of when and for Mike Pence, I'm sure the tears have already flowed uh, with his wife, and he knows that it's over. But in public, he pretends otherwise. Now, all day long, that was topic A mm -hmm. on the news, on the internets, on major newspapers in everywhere. The, you saw that video probably t eight times by eight o'clock, if you're a news watcher, if you pay attention, it was a big deal. It really was because it it, it kind of shows that in general, whatever you think of Mike Pence, and I don't think much of him, that it's just part of the the slow turning of the battleship away away from from Trump, and it's slow and it's not over, and it isn't even one tenth over for Republicans who are just dipping their toe in the water to see how far, what can I say to try to somehow, somehow assuage the, and we talked about this on the last podcast, what I think is the false poll reading of 60% of uh, Republicans now say they 
believe uh, the party is more important than Donald Trump, or they want you know, so they want somebody else, all that. All right. So they're buying into that, guys like Pence, and say, well, maybe there's an opening. Maybe there's some kind of opening for me. But here's the point. It was everywhere, that story, Friday into Friday evening and much of the weekend. On Fox, I noticed this Friday evening. On their website Friday evening, it was story number, you ready? 33 from the top. And you have to go way down. 33. 33. So, right. I mean, it it didn't exist, okay? It did not exist. And then, hang on here a second. I'm getting a little disturbance there. Got rid of it. And then all weekend long, they didn't mention it on Fox television, on Fox News. They didn't mention it Friday night. It was only mentioned apparently twice on Sunday during the uh, the Howie Kurtz suck up a thon to the boss, uh, whatever the name of his show is, this is his media show. And uh, I think on the Brett Bear show for, for one second. In other words, the Fox people. Your grandpa who watches Fox, the people in the rest homes, the people who are watching all the time, to them, Mike Pence did nothing out of the ordinary last week. He said nothing. He gave no speech. He said nothing about Donald Trump. It doesn't mean anything because the bubble must be maintained at all costs. So Fox is playing this game, this footsie game. Oh, well, we're not running his his rallies live on Saturday night from Texas, but we just won't mention the fact that Mike Pence just raked him over the coals as much as that's raking Donald Trump over the coals to say that Donald Trump was wrong. <gasps> um, but that, but that, that's a, it's an important um, noticing of the bubble still intact because this idea at any level, at any level, that, yeah, yeah, Fox has those crazy-ass opinion shows in the evening, but they're a straight news organization all day long, and they have good journalists there. Um, forget it. it. One, it's not true. Who really believes that? Uh, ask uh, Chris Wallace. Ask Shepard Smith. Ask Jonah Goldberg. Ask uh, campaign Carl Cameron. Ask them. They'll tell you, and you don't need them to tell you. They're all people who left Fox because they couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't take it anymore. So, um, but are you are you on board with calling this some sort of um, act of courage for Mike Pence or over? I mean, to me, it's a minimal act of courage. It's not an act of courage at all. There's no courage involved here. <laughs> Thank There's, you. I, I appreciate. Rick, I appreciate you Rick, downgrading it. And, and for those people not are watching us, but just listening, it is not an act of courage for me to say that Brit is wearing a hat. <laughs> it's just a statement of fact. Wait, I take it back. It's an equally courageous thing that I just said. <laughs> Brit's wearing a hat to what Mike Pence said. No, we cannot allow ourselves to reach down and say that stating the obvious, stating the truth, stating facts is some kind of act of courage, especially when it comes from a guy who for over a year now has essentially been silent on speaking out in regards to the man who called for his assassination. Tried to kill him. Tried to get him killed. I mean, that is not a high bar to jump over. And by the way, remember, he still hasn't done that. No. He didn't do that. No, he didn't. 
He just said he was wrong on the technical aspect of his intentional misreading of the Constitution, which, no, Donald Trump didn't read the Constitution to come up with this scheme or what is uh, popularly known as the Green Bay sweep, which uh, I've, uh, I've I've posted another uh, uh, story here. You can find it pretty easily. It's a it's a freeze frame of Peter Navarro, who is, you know, graduated from the University of Lackadoodle. I mean, this guy is just completely nuts. Right. And he was on he was on the uh, Steve Bannon podcast and comedy hour on Monday. And uh, there's a video version of it. And behind him, the background is a slide of the actual Green Bay Packers sweep from 1965. And it shows Paul Horning, Paul Horning, following the two great guards of that era, number 64, Jerry Kramer, number 63, Fred Fuzzy Thurston. Um, The uh, other two members of the offensive line were, if I remember correctly, were Forrest Gregg and Bob Skaronsky. Uh, several of those men are in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame uh, I'd like to know, do, do the Green Bay Packers fans like this? Do they like the fact that one of the most uh, storied, mm-hmm. legendary plays in the history of, of football, people who follow football, been football fans, they know what that means, that it's being used to describe the plan to overthrow the United States of America to overthrow the election, to reinstall Donald. I mean, there's a big difference between trying to gain eight yards, sweep right, <laughs> and uh, overthrowing the government. But that's just me. I'm, I'm not a Packers fan. Maybe they love it. Maybe they love it. Well, it's not their fault. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It's because these well, assholes. Tell them, you can tell him to st- you should tell him to fucking stop it. You should stop it. Go, go Neil Young on it. But go Neil the, Young here. Yeah. The problem again, as many people say, with the Green Bay Packers not having a single owner. If they had like an owner or something, the guy could step out and go, you stop that. But they've got, you know, they're owned by a whole conglomerate and everybody's got a share and all this other Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So if the Packers are the uh, most obvious representation of communism Socialism. in all of sports in socialism where the uh, means of production are owned by lots of other people not just one capitalist pig owner then don't they realize that if they call it the uh, green bay packers sweep to overthrow the government they are they're essentially maybe well wait a minute actually it makes sense because there's a kind of a fascistic uh, bend to that if you want to really stretch the use of the language. It all comes together, doesn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. All, it all actually yeah. does kind of make sense uh, all in yeah. all. So yeah. uh, the, actually, the other yeah. the other guy who dipped a toe in the water by saying that uh, what Mike Pence was saying was correct and that the President Trump was wrong was uh, Chris Christie. He went on, I think, uh, this oh, week. Oh, God. And- <laughs> It's Brit, 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 this is nothing. This is, this is, no, this is nothing. It, it is, so, hang on a second. It, it is something in and of the, fe- the effect that there are a couple of guys who are now seeing at least a political benefit to denouncing that and that they may have some sort of, as you say, a political future. Now, there are some people that are saying Mike Pence is done in 2024. He has no shot because he called President Trump wrong uh, a few days ago and that, well, that but, it's over. But Chris Christie now again shows, minimal courage by stepping forward and going, well, yeah, Prince was right. You know what? Chris Christie could show some courage by stepping away from the plate of Oreos. How did I know there was a fat joke coming? How did I know? Chris Christie's political career was over the minute 
he laid down in front of the uh, uh, entrance to the George Washington Bridge single-handedly after moving all the cones all around. So that, that, that the would bridge would block. That would yeah. do it. Well, now, yes, is it this, would. Yeah. But is this particular headline from the Hill? Is this correct? Republicans back Pence rebuke of Trump on overturning twenty twenty election. Is well, that a correct the, the, headline? Well, the, of course, it's a, uh, uh, a deceptive, uh, ra- rather incomplete. Yes, it is. Uh, are you kidding? Kind of headline, and I haven't read the article, but I'm just guessing uh, that does that mean. Uh, Less than three, uh, four, or more than five. What, what would be the number of Republicans publicly? Remember, this is this is publicly. We know, we know that behind the scenes, almost every Republican knows that that uh, what Pence said what they not only was true, which it wasn't a question of whether Pence was going to say it or not. It's always been true. It didn't need, the, Mike, uh, didn't need Mike Pence to tell us what, what was told the other day. The information the, that Mike Pence put out there was not uh, uh, new information oh, no, that no, was gleaned by constitutional scholars that Donald Trump couldn't do what he did. So this, 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 this is bullshit. That's like a Republican talking point kind of. that they want you to know about, right? A number of geo. This is the article. A number of. A number of GOP figures on Sunday said they backed former Vice President Mike Pence in his rebuke of former President Trump's claim that he had the give authority me an, over Give Trump. me a number. Give me a number. Here, here, me a number. Here's some examples. Former Pence Chief of Staff Mark Short on Sunday said Trump's suggestion that the Vice President could overturn the election results merited response, which was why the former Vice President chose to address his comments. All right. Mark yeah, that, uh, hang on. That, that's, that's still zero. Okay, that doesn't count. Next. <laughs> Senator Marco Rubio told Face the Nation that Vice President simply cannot decide not to certify an election. So we got one. Pressed on whether if he believes the former president's suggestion was wrong, Rubio said he would not want Vice President Harris to overturn the results if Trump were okay. to win the, win the... See, that's not, that's not responsive. Britt, Brit, that's not only not plus one. That's not only... That's minus one. Because Senator, that that's projecting onto Kamala Harris yes. the same kind of law-breaking... Exactly. That Pence did not do with the assumption that if uh, Kamala Harris was uh, standing there in 2025 in January with an equally close election to the one we had the last time, which, by the way, wasn't close, um, that 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 she would. So so that's that's a slur. That isn't even a, a zero. OK, so we're, we're still we're at minus one here. So. Go ahead. Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming. I think we got one for you. He told Fox He's a hat. that Pence yeah, what he, said. Did, he said that Pence did his constitutional duty that day. It's not the Congress that elects the president. It's the American people. Brad, is that one Republican? Will you give the, a, a win no. to Republicans for that one? Okay. Former New Jersey. No, no, because and I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because it leaves open the door for 50 <laughs> states and 50 governors and 50 legislatures if they want to fuck around to still uh, cause mayhem. And this is the narrowest of threading the needle of nothingness for that to develop into the headline that you that you uh, read before. That, it doesn't mean Jersey, anything. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said the actions of the vice president took uh, place that took on January the 6th spoke loudly, acting he was glad that Pence finally put words to it. I don't know what took him so long, but I'm glad he did it. Brad, is that right. one? Well, now, and now keep in mind, I just want you to keep in mind, that no one who's a true Trumper knows about this. Just keep keep that in mind. No, no, they don't know true. this. No, it's they accurate. don't even know this happened. So uh, for us 
to be discussing this in the light of uh, we're making some progress here, the answer is uh, no, we're not. Because have, uh... what's going to happen is Trump's going to do another rally here in, in, in a week or two, and he's going to go out there. And there will be people that will show up at this, many of whom don't even know what Pence said, right? Mm-hmm. And Trump doesn't have to deal ever in facts. All he needs to do is get up there and just attack Mike Pence. And the people who go to these rallies, they will not process that as, you know, Mike Pence was almost killed. They, they put up a gallows. They were going to hang. No, they will go right along with Donald Trump, who will call Mike Pence a uh, a wussy, a gutless rhino, uh, a person who doesn't understand the Constitution and sure. could not f- follow. So the, my answer is this was a big bag of nothing. I had someone question me a couple of weeks ago and said, where could they find the numbers that I was citing saying that the majority of people who were hospitalized and died from COVID were unvaccinated? They didn't know where they would be able to find those numbers. Uh, did you give the answer everywhere? Anywhere <laughs> they published numbers about this. And right. during an appearance on Face the Nation, finally, H.R. McMaster, who served as national security advisor under Trump, said he absolutely agreed with, with Pence's take on Trump's comments when asked uh, about the remarks. All Americans should agree with Vice President Pence, said H.R. McMaster. Brad, does that count? <laughs> no, it, 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 it doesn't mean it. This isn't a question of should Americans agree with what Mike <laughs> Pence said, the painfully obvious uh, technical uh, aspect of what was done. I mean, are we still supposed to give Mike Pence the Medal of Freedom for not trying to overturn the election on January 6th? Is he still deserving of that? I mean, is that how low the bar is for, for doing your, your, your duty? Uh, it's, it's remarkable that he did what he did. I'm, I'm surprised that he did what he did on, on January the 6th of 2021. I'm surprised that he actually did the right thing. Given the the general lack of any kind of courage, I have to think that he was scared for his life and his brains were scrambled from having to leave, you know, from having to leave the the chamber very quickly because people were trying to murder him. I think if he would have had time to think about it, he might have gone the other way. Why doesn't he say that? Why doesn't he tell the truth to the committee? Why doesn't he go on national television in prime time? when the hearings occur in April or May or whenever they are, and they will be on Fox, their audience will not be able to escape at this time. And uh, he will, he should tell the story of actually what happened to him and how later in the day he had made the decision. It actually made it earlier in the day to never try to go against the uh, longstanding traditions and precepts of the U.S. Constitution on uh, what would happen on January 6th in terms of a vice president basically being a confirmation rubber stamp of what was handed to him. He had no power to do it. Why won't he tell that story just to go in front of the Federalist Society and say Donald Trump was wrong? Well, you know what? Uh, Donald Trump is wrong about everything, okay, just about. Every once in a while, he'll be he'll be right, um, you know, about about something. I mean, Ron DeSantis is a stiff. Okay, I'll give him that. <laughs> we do need to but, go to the we need to go, do need to get to the big news of the day, which is uh, the National Archives had to retrieve Trump White House records from Mar-a-Lago. It appears, it seems to be clear that the president illegally removed records from the White House and took them down to Mar-a-Lago. Of course, he tried to destroy them. We know about that from earlier. 
my understanding from what I've read is that if he is found guilty of this, that he can no longer run for public office again, Brad. Well, um, Britt, I, I think this is a planted story. You Clearly. know, um, there were so many forecasts of high flooding in mm. Washington, D.C. <laughs> in January that, that Donald Trump was just making sure that they stayed high and dry. And now here's the uh, here's the story. Just add this to the list. Just just and this list is so long. The uh, the blackboard is all filled up. You have to we have to do one of those flip where you flip the backboard around because you got to start on the other side a long time ago with things that just by themselves, just on their own, eliminate any chance for a reasonable person to mount any kind of rational defense of whatever Donald Trump is or was, or will be. Of course you can't take the shit out of the White House. It's not your stuff. It's the people's stuff, and it's going to the National Archive. This is not even not even a, uh, a question. Now, I, I do have some technical questions. How did it get from, from Washington to Florida? Did he hire, did he hire some, some thugs uh, from, you know, uh, uh, two, two guys in a truck? And they, they drove it down. I mean, how does that work? How, well, you does know, it go, every, every does other, it go on his airplane? Did he put it on Air Force One on that last flight out of uh, out every of, other uh, inauguration what? you've ever every other inauguration besides this one that you've ever seen? They always have the moving trucks at the White House the exact moment the person is being sworn yeah. in. Now, this asshole yeah. couldn't swick, swick, he couldn't stay around for the swearing in. So you bring up an interesting question as to how many days in advance and how it got there and all this other shit. But yes, they. I'm not really sure. It just appears that no matter how it happened, it's illegal. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't no, know how course. you. I'm, I don't know how you get around this, that. Well, yeah, this, this is a this is a question I have that that's kind of parallel to uh, and just what would the Pentagon have done with uh, forty thousand voting machines that they were supposed to confiscate from every polling place? Where were they? What was the? What were the technical plans behind that? Of course, the answer is there were none. Yeah, they, they, they didn't know what they were going to do. Um, this is, I believe the lawyers have this phrase, consciousness of guilt. Um, right. There, it is. A, it's, a, it's a real thing. When you do something that is a big flag that says, I just did this because I know I've done something wrong that I have to cover up or distract from or whatever phrase you want to use that that is not helpful to your defense. But what is your defense of taking those papers out of the uh, 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 White House, sir? And I'm sure right now, the <clears throat> journalists at Fox News and places are looking sideways up and down for any evidence that any president ever before Trump took anything Forget from it. the what right they're, they're good so they're going to do a they're, they're looking for a whataboutism on this they're looking hard they're looking high they're looking low so we'll we'll wait for that to come out and of course the answer will be yes um barack obama took a composition Eminem. paper writ, written no written by malia in her eighth grade english class that oh. had been it had been 
in the entranceway to the Oval Office so that people could read it. And, and Obama took that yeah. and nobody said anything. And you know what? Full equivalence, right? That's what they're going to say. It's not going to. Um, Obama, Obama took a big pen and that proves that he was a socialist and he was trying to cover something up and he had yeah. to deal with Russia. Yep. These are some other. I'm with you. These are some other nice um, details. The National Archives reportedly retrieving the Kim Jong-un love letters to Trump from Merrill Largo. That's part of the deal. And this is from The Independent, so take it with a grain of salt. Trump filled burn bags with shredded White House records in violation of federal law, according to at least oh. one So they do have oh, a source oh, oh, on that. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Hold it. So, oh, wait. Now, this adds a different dimension to the story mm-hmm. because uh, – uh, we need to know what the ratio of uh, actual you know, papers that you could still read that were taken that Trump thought would be fully incriminating versus uh, how many bags of uh, shredded shit did he take? Because you didn't want to even put those in the garbage, right? Because, you know, a lot of stuff that ends up in the garbage gets gets scoured and gets uh, gets scavenged and people can find it. So, it, but but again, this ups the consciousness of guilt quotient another three levels because he didn't only take stuff that at some level that well I want I don't want to shred this one I don't want to rip it I like this one and this is a uh, this is just a, a thank you note from Putin and a good luck in twenty twenty four note from Putin so I don't want to shred that I'll keep that you know I mean so you don't know you just don't know so. So that's that's what they have as far as uh, that goes in terms of him taking. But it doesn't seem like I, I would I would assume at some point we're going to accuse uh, Black Lives Matter of taking these documents, breaking into Mar a Lago and throwing them there. And that's what they're doing to incriminate. Oh, planted planted evidence. Yeah, because that's, because it has to be what yeah, happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> a, as you know, Britt, the FBI, uh, they do that a lot. They plant <laughs> evidence a lot and, and then arrest. I would people. say that there's that we also um we should examine the the censoring, the uh, actual censoring of Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney by the grand old party, the Republicans. And in doing so, they said that what uh, Cheney and Kinzinger were doing were that they were actually objecting to legitimate political discourse. January the 6th of 2021 and the storming of the Capitol has now been officially labeled by the Republican Party as legitimate political discourse, Brad. And Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger have no right whatsoever to shit on that. And how dare they and F those guys? Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, if, if, anyone, if anyone was falling for the fiction of uh, some kind of defendable um, line in between Trumpism and the Republican Party, and uh, you know, never Trumpers being completely off the reservation, but a lot of Republicans who just decided that it was easier and better for their careers to go along for the ride and we'll put up with him and we'll correct him along the way and he'll do our bidding and he'll, he'll rubber stamp the judges and everything will be fine and we'll get through it and we'll tolerate it. Uh, but at the end, Donald Trump will leave office, whether it's after four or eight years, and we can get back to being the kind of Republicans that uh, we've uh, grown to hate over decades, centuries now, actually. We can get back to those kind of Republicans again, and they can practice that kind of Republicanism. The answer is no. It's not that simple. 
And I don't know to what extent that statement, which I guess was uh, read out loud by Mitt Romney's niece, one of the most loathsome people to possibly uh, walk the earth right now. She is just dreadful. That Rona, really Rona, yeah. Rona Romney Mc, McDaniel Mc, Mc, McNugget, whatever her name is. Uh, she, I mean, she signed off on on this, and this is the Republican National Committee, which I'm sure one way to foul that one off is well, the Republican National Committee doesn't speak for me. Blah blah. I don't right. They'll, they'll probably try to do that, or uh, I didn't hear about that statement, or I don't know about it, or um, but there's no getting around it. There's there's no getting around it. You have to try to sift out the noise of, you know, Donald Trump's losing his popularity. It's going down. He's desperate. That's why he's lashing out versus the party itself embracing Trumpism, embracing the overthrow of the government, embracing the violence on January 6th at the Capitol as legitimate political discourse. It's the same way that Lee Harvey Oswald was having legitimate political discourse with John F. Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963. Now, you can interpret that different, but I considered it legitimate political discourse, and it did change the politics of the country. Nicely done, Lee. Good work. And nicely done, Republican Party. Trump is your guy. April of 1994, Tim McVeigh, political, uh, it was like legitimate political Legit- discourse. No the, doubt about it. There you the go. Alfred P. Murrah federal, uh, federal building yeah. here, right there. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, that's yeah. what you got. I, I, but th- both things can be correct in that Donald Trump may be getting less popular and the Republican Party may be hitching their wagon to something that's a dead bang loser. I mean, both of those things can be correct. Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. That's true. And by the way, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first time somebody bought a bad stock (laughs) and the stock, you know, if if you think you're catching a falling knife, Donald Trump, if you think that uh, he's hit rock bottom and that, that Donald Trump is oversold and he's about to make a big comeback, go ahead, buy him. He's yours. Own him. Um, but you, you're 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 probably hitting the center of the target there because uh, Donald Trump can be getting actually less popular at the same time, and the hardcore in the center is getting harder each moment. They're digging in harder and harder and harder, and uh, I'm tr- you know the, the there's not a lot of excitement in North Carolina really in the uh, U.S. Senate race on the Republican side. I mean, there's. There's three people still standing, barely. Ted Budd, the suck up to Trump, the full suck up to Trump, who's an idiot, right? Um, uh, Pat Pat McCrory, the uh, discredited, already defeated governor, um, who checked his soul at the door many many years ago. He should have he should have stopped after being mayor of Charlotte. He would have retired as a as a beloved politician in a Democratic city as a Republican mayor, but but he he kept he kept reaching. And then, Mark, what the fuck am I still doing in this race, Walker, pretending that everything is going great? So those are the three. But the, but the, great, the, story, interest- the great Mark Walker story was that he was going to pause the campaign to decide what he wanted to do, and they unveiled. He's got this huge bus now. He's going to take the big tour and all this other shit. And the guy doesn't have a chance in hell, right? There's no chance that this guy has it all. <laughs> Nobody just- takes up. A- Nobody takes buses in North Carolina. We're all drivers. We don't. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but the the uh, the interesting, at least to me, I guess there, there's there's two Senate races that that seem to have uh, 
sort of caught fire in terms of uh, how obnoxious they're getting. And they're they're up in the uh, north of us in Pennsylvania and Ohio. Those two races in in the in Pennsylvania, uh, it's the Democratic side, and uh, in in Ohio, it's the Republican side. And the Rep- the three Republicans who are standing out and uh, apparently have some kind of a chance here, they are all three of them have have bought caterpillar equipment to dig the deepest hole of bullshit that they can in trying to suck up to Trumpism. You know, it said J.D. Vance, the uh, hillbilly elegy guy. Huh. It's that horse piece of shit, Josh Mandel from from Cleveland, who's just just beyond beyond speech. And then there's a third person. It's a woman. Is it Marcy? Uh, Marcy Captor. Mm-hmm. She's just horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Have you, have you just seen the shit that they're they're saying. They're willing to embrace Trumpism till the last dog dies. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it again. I'd bring them back. I'd get it no matter what it takes to get Donald Trump back in there. I'm I'm out front. They're all they're playing that game, and they think that that's a winning hand in Ohio because you know Trump has won the state in the presidential elections yeah, two times in a row, and they've decided that that's the uh, that's the ticket. So uh, that's that's pretty out there. That's pretty out there up there. I'll say. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So we'll, we'll we'll watch those. We'll get a little bit more detail. You can read about those people up there. They'll, they'll make you sick. They'll make you <laughs> sick. You do, I mean, they're, they're just horrible. They're, they're, they're just horrible. What they think is appealing to uh, voters. And, and you know, there's a, uh, there is a body of thought, and I, I kind of agree with it. The worst thing that's ever happened to this country politically is primaries. Political primaries, because as the years go on, as the decades go on, they they tend to whittle down into whatever may be at any given moment, the most radical element of a political party that has the energy to uh, come out in these low turnout elections. And therefore, you get the the hardest right, in this case, Trumpy candidates on the Republican side and on the Democratic side, it's not quite so pronounced. You don't automatically uh, get the the furthest left candidate in every state running for uh, Senate. It doesn't quite work that way. In Ohio, for instance, against the clowns that are running on the Republican side, your leading person is Tim Ryan, who's been in the House of Representatives for uh, many, many years and Yes, he, he is a liberal. He's an absolute liberal. But you cannot compare um, a, a, a down-the-line classical Democratic liberal of this era from the Youngstown area with what's going on on the Republican side. There is no balance here. There is right. no balance between Marjorie Taylor Greene and AOC. It's not the same thing. But, no. but they want to do that. That's what That's they, what they want to do. No, that's they, what the media. That's the that's the classic media. Is, well, they have this person and they have this person, and you're absolutely uh-uh. right. It's not the same. Like, well, you're both criminals. One of you committed murder. One of you jaywalked. I mean, it's not. No, those are not. The, those are not commensurate things. I'm sorry. Those are not equivalent things. But that's that's what the media does all the time. 